this light. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Co Station podcast. It's me, your favorite host, Arya, and I'm joined by my lovely co host, Keshvar. And we're on Station 50, Keshvar. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? Two more, and we'll officially have been a year into our show. Yeah, this is our pandemic project, and. Uh... Pandemic's almost over. Almost. Almost. I don't know. I think it'll be like an ongoing thing, but so will this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) There's no escaping. There's no escape. (laughs) He says with a dead look in his eyes. (gasps) Welcome back to another episode. Or shall I say station? You'd think after 50 I would learn, but here we are. And uh, we're really happy to have you here. We hope you have had a great week and, you know, you've gotten to do something in the past week to make yourself feel better, be better, all in all, just improve yourself one way or another as we are all on our journey. And today we have a very, very, I think, impactful topic, um, And it is something that is very heavily ingrained in most people, I think. And that is, drum roll please, people pleasing. So people pleasing is something that I think you can find a lot of information about as, you know, you want to look into it or it's a word that gets thrown around a lot. Um, Well, Essentially, what it means. Oh, are you just going to volunteer? I'm just going to dive into the vol- the definition because I know you're going to ask me. I love it. What I think <laughs> it means is basically when you find yourself caring what other people think of you too much. I mean, obviously a little bit is good. So I think that's like an interesting point. And I want to add something to the end of it. Instead okay. of too much, it's more than you do. So it's almost when you care more about what someone else thinks and you put it above what you would think or want to do or feel, right? So when we're trying to people please, it's as the name suggests, it's not like self-please, it's it's other people. Exactly. It's external. And we've talked about this before, like just how, um, you know, where your thoughts, your ideas, when you're planning goals, all these different things, where that source is. And I think it comes more in a day-to-day kind of setup with people-pleasing. It's not so much like only big things in your life. It's a lot of small things. And I think like it's funny because for me, I've experienced um, both like Middle Eastern culture and Canadian culture. Um, and it is in like prevalent in both. I think it's like less so. In North American culture. It's definitely less so. But I think in a lot of like Middle Eastern, um, Asian cultures, I know it's heavily embedded where... It's sort of that like hospitality culture, except even outside of like having a guest in your home, you just always have to have that sort of... Yeah. Like you always have to make sure whoever you're talking to is like good. Yeah. So it's putting someone else's kind of wants and needs above your own to a degree. Um, And it's really interesting because... I think a lot of research also points to the fact that females uh, face it a lot more than males just because, you know, historically speaking, it hasn't been until recently that women have even had a voice or 
um, allowed to kind of, you know, be as instrumental in making the society we're in um, and outspoken in that way. It's always been kind of a male dominated, like a patriarchal system where, um, you know, your decisions were never yours to make. You had to kind of go with whatever you were told, the responsibilities you were given, the role you were put into. And so um, speaking from that end, it is more still heavily like ingrained in our past, you know, selves and paradigms and kind of like historically speaking who we are as women. So it's a lot harder, I think, to fight um, internally with within yourself as a woman, because a lot of the times if you have been raised in a family that has kind of older belief systems, right. um, it's something that's heavily placed. And I've had like many discussions with many friends and the ones who don't have it so much are the ones who I think have been raised more in the North American culture um, and not so much in like any kind of family settings where they have that past kind of like, um, what's it called? Like cultural beliefs, I guess. You're trying very hard, I feel like, to say that the whitewashed people <laughs> don't have the same hey. struggles as the uh, the Asian people. I don't think it's struggles. I think it's mentality. I, I don't think it's like, a, it's just the mentality that you're raised with. Um, and I think it's just like a very prevalent thing. So like, you know, I talk about it with my friends where we talk about how family is one of the main people pleasing situations you come from, right? Like most mm -hmm. of us. And I don't think this is gender-based. Like, a lot of just um, yeah. roles in general and responsibilities are placed on both sides. Um, whether it is, like, the supposed position you're supposed to fulfill with your career or your um, life purpose. Or even, like, the friends you have and the person you marry if you're supposed to marry. Or just generally your relationship with your family. Yeah. And... Um, I've seen some really like really negative turns where it's like you're not fitting this role. You're not you're not putting our needs higher than your own. And so you're shaming the family. You are upsetting all of your ancestors um, and it's kind of guilting you. And usually that's how people pleasing works, right? Like you're guilted into feeling this kind of like I'm not I'm not allowed to put myself and my my values and my beliefs and my wants above my families or whoever's it is you're trying to please um, because you're scared of the repercussions that will happen. And usually there are some like severe repercussions in a lot of the times where it's like culturally you can be shunned or you can be told that you are a disappointment or, you know, just like so much that you have to fight against that for a lot of us, we choose to believe it's easier to just conform, right? Yes. But... Um, I think that we have a lot that has changed in the world to our present day where you're not in a situation, especially if you live somewhere where you're in a first world country and, you know, you have the freedom of a lot of thoughts and choices and opinions that you can make where I don't think you need to force yourself to always put someone else's needs above yours. Now, obviously, there's certain situations, I think, where this is not people pleasing. It's actually just like... Just kindness. Just kindness and goodness. Yeah. Like if you're a parent, usually you do try to put your child's needs above your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like if you're a caregiver to someone and you're making those decisions, 
you're trying to make it for them. But in your day-to-day life, like a lot of us, I think growing up, especially if you're in like high school or you're choosing career paths, you know, that's a huge thing. Um, A lot of the time you're told like you're not working. Oh my God, what are you doing with your life? You're not doing this. And so then you, you force yourself to do that action to please the external world instead of like what it's what it is you really want. Um, and I've had to like I've had I've had a personal struggle with like people pleasing my whole life. It shows up in many different forms. It shows up, I think, in the highest degree where you can't set your boundaries and say no to people. Mm-hmm. And that's like the day to day of it, I believe that shows up for most of us. Right. I don't think I've ever really had as big of a struggle with this. Um, like obviously certain authority figures you know in life have always been hard to say no to but like when it comes to like crossing personal boundaries like i usually don't let stuff like that happen Mm -hmm. but something that we did this morning that i didn't realize was a form of people pleasing was i was we were sort of together purging some of my instagram followers yeah just like people that i knew like a million years ago in high school or something and i wasn't even friends with them in high school like let alone now and i haven't talked to them like for eight years yeah you know and it's just like why am i following this person i really don't care in like any kind of way what happens with their life you know and and not to sound like a you know like a jerk about it but it just has no bearing on my life right the time you'd spend just looking at that would add absolutely nothing to yours it doesn't add any value to my life to yeah keep up with you know, these random people that Keeping I don't up care with about. Kardashians. And if, you know, and I mean, as you know, if you've listened to our very first episode, which was about social media, I have some very strong opinions about what social media can like influence your, your emotions and stuff. Like yeah. how it can do that. And the people pleasing part came in because at one point, you know, you'd be like, oh, are they following me? Oh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, you know, if they ever reach out to me. And I was like, but what happens? What's the worst thing that happens? They they call you out. They're like, why aren't you following me? And you're like, sorry, I just, you know, I cleared my feet. Like, you have a right to say your own opinions and your own thoughts. And we shy away from that, like, feeling of, like, not confrontation, but almost, like, being questioned on what your decision was and why you made it. And if it's good enough for another person to think it's good enough, like, that is something that I think humans are innately just opinionated and opinionated innated in a way where we like societally thrive through that you you talk about other people you know Mm -hmm. you're like oh i want to follow them just because like my friend sometimes brings them up and it's like but you're not you don't care you're not friends with them you know and talking about them doesn't do anything for you so why bother yeah um so yeah like i think that's that's an an amazing way for you to take a moment if you want to consider why you're following the people you are, even the social media you're on, how much you're on it, why you're on it. Like, if you want to take a listen to that episode, we go more in depth there. But yeah. that's a form of people pleasing that's larger than just like one person, I think. It's societally pleasing. I know for me, I've had like my closest friends. I recently like saw them and then they were talking about someone and they're like, oh, go on. Oh, like it was one of my own friends actually in the group. They're like, Oh, did you see like her posts? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I haven't seen any of her posts. And they're like, go, f- go check it out right now. And I was like, I don't have Instagram on my phone. They're like, what? <laughs> you don't have Instagram on your phone? Why? And I was like, I haven't had it for months. Like, I haven't had it for like over like five months now. Um, I took it yeah. off after I had it on briefly again. So, you know, it was like kind of a shock, but then you get over it and you move on. Like, you know, life goes on. Yeah. And once you don't have it, you get over it really fast. Even now, not- I have it and I don't go on it that often 
Yeah, and it's not a big deal. Like, you know, you can always find ways to work around you. So I think people-pleasing comes from this core idea that we are not... We have to explain ourselves to the people and we are not um, able to do so in a way where we feel satisfied or we feel like we'll satisfy the other person's kind of um, expectations or beliefs about the situation that we're placing ourselves in. And that's not true. It's just that you have to realize that just as you tell someone else your opinion and they don't need to care, it is the same way for you. Um, and this shows up not just in like familial relationships, but in workplaces, right? Like I know I've had to grow so much to get to the point, And I know you haven't, like we are so opposite in this. You're so good at taking initiative and just be like, oh, this is what I think, this is what I want to do. This is what, like, I don't agree with that. At <laughs> uh, work and stuff? Yeah. Oh, I think I've just always been like that since I was a kid. And That's what I'm saying. Like, you've never had to deal with it. Well, I've always received positive reinforcement for doing <laughs> it too, right? Like, I want to make that clear. However, as a kid, when I demonstrated this trait, I would be awarded in school with, like, character awards or whatever. You know, those, like, stupid awards they give out to kids, right? That's interesting. Like, I had so much positive reinforcement to build that trait from a young age that it just mm -hmm. seems like second nature to me now. Well, like, for me, actually, it's funny because I had the opposite. Like, I feel like every time I asked questions, I, I sucked. I still, I'm not great at it. But, like, there's a reason I sucked at math. I was actually really good at it as a child uh, to a certain degree when I had good teachers who cared about me and, like, influenced me in a positive way. So I think, like, from grade six to, like, nine, I actually did really well in math because I had teachers who positively reinforced yeah. me. Um, and then all of a sudden, and like, I remember this clearly, I had a grade 10 math teacher and to be fair, I'd like started, um, pretty slow. Like she started off with like, here's everything you should know. And I was like, I don't know that. And, um, I went to ask her questions and every time she'd treat me like I was so dumb and I would additionally like try my very hardest, like give it my all to like, Aww. you know. Um, be good enough and I remember when my friend sat next to me who was also like just a brown person um, and she was not doing well in the class I think she was getting like a C minus or something and I was getting like I don't know B plus or something um, and then this teacher gave me such a like they gave me like a C minus a D plus and I was like this is not my mark I have tests to prove it like I haven't <laughs> gotten this and they refused me at the door Oh like, my god. They'd re they printed the report cards and I was like this is wrong you need to change it. And they were like uh no I know I got this right blah blah blah. And then I saw them again in class like at the end and I was like I have proof like I have my papers. And then they were like what was your name again? And I was like are you kidding me? I've been in your class like the whole year. Check my last and like oh shit I'm I messed up like your names. I got the person next to you and gave you their mark and gave them your mark. Yeah, and you're like no doy. Yeah, and so, like, after that, I think, like, th there were a lot of different instances like that, which kind of just made you made me question, you know, if I was smart enough, if I was doing the right thing, because people who are, like, supposed to be smarter than you tell you you're not good enough, or you're not doing the right thing, or uh, you need to do things a certain way for them to yeah accommodate you. I'm sure this goes with, like, every other school subject as well, but I've also found that a bad math teacher can basically make it impossible to learn that subject. Like, yeah. You need to have a teacher who's passionate about it and can really simply, like, break it down for you and explain it to you in a way where you can understand. Yeah. And I was raised in a family where it was like, you're a girl, um, you know, you... Ew, cooties. <laughs> you have to do things a certain way. You have to, 
you're gonna like need to do this a specific way and you need to know right now that this is this is your place in the world um and I was always kind of rebellious and I was like no (laughs) (laughs) I refuse um but it was hard for me so I learned very early on like people who were elder than me people who were supposedly smarter than me um you know, I couldn't really question them. And only through working in multiple, multiple, multiple places did I learn to question that and learn that my my opinion, my voice, it has a space. I have the space to hold it and other people to hear it and not feel like I need to shy away or kind of hide away from that. Um, and that's when I think you can step into yourself and stop people pleasing. Mm. It's when you step into your own voice, into your own beliefs and your own self where even if someone were to question it, it doesn't affect what you believe and you think because you know that's who you are. You know that's what you want. You know that what you're doing is for your best self, right? And then even if someone doesn't think it's not their life, so screw you. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the same point with the social media stuff as well, right? It's your account. There's no one else's account, so... Yeah, you're the one who has to scroll through it and see the things that you see, like, you know... You can choose what you post. Someone else can choose to unfollow you and that's their prerogative. It's, it's okay. You can't question them on that either. But to, to be in a position where you feel comfortable, I think you have to analyze what situations you find yourself to be people pleasing in. So if you take a moment to just like realize like I do it actually pretty much in every area of my life. Um, this is something I don't think you can just get rid of right away. I think it actually needs like quite a bit of work if you do have like deep set paradigms and belief systems that you've inherited through family generations through your own um, past or any kind of experiences you've had and actually if you have the the patience and the time to do this understanding each like past experience you had and Mm -hmm. breaking it down to be like I actually Um, felt this way at this moment in time at this age because of these people and their beliefs and how they made me feel and then rewriting that story for yourself and being like you know forgiving kind of your past self and and kind of understanding that you were able to grow from that and you're no longer in that position anymore and kind of healing the past and I think that's the main way you get to the point where you are in the future where you don't people please as much and a lot of the time you'd be surprised at how much better your life is when you don't yeah like you you may think that losing that person will be detrimental to you um and it will probably suck if someone's close to you and you know you've been pleasing your whole life for them and then all of a sudden you stop and they're like, well, what the hell? It's not fair. You, you know, you aren't even thinking of me. I don't want to be your friend anymore. I don't want to be, I don't know, your cousin anymore. Well, whatever. You realize though that even though they may have been close to you at one point in your life, it's probably for the best that they're not. If they're not supporting you in your truest, highest form, then they're not there for you in, in your, in your life. And they're not really the person who needs to be there for you in your life. So Um, when you let those go, you make the space for someone better to show up for you. And I think if you let go of those toxic people, those toxic situations, if you have a boss that like, you know, is constantly putting you down and making you feel shitty and telling you you're not worth it and you're not smart enough and you're not doing your job right. And you feel like you've been giving it your all. 
there's someone out there who will appreciate you way more for your skills and your talents. And you are like worthy of that space to speak in. You got to leave that situation. Yeah. You got a GTFO, go to a new job. <laughs> That's not what, anyways, but <laughs> yeah, I think you, you just need to make the space for yourself to shine. And when we create that space, you're not creating that uh, people pleasing effect anymore. To be quite honest, like I still face that a lot. Um, I know like I work through it a lot of the time, but I'm aware of it. And that awareness came with the fact of understanding where it showed up for me, um, who triggers it for me and how to stay away from those triggers or how to cope with those triggers. If they're like a constant part of my life, um, it's kind of just being able to cope and then understand and maybe you don't like fix it right away, but each instance you, you do deal with it, you get better and better. Um, and that's kind of working, working through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no like fast fix, I think, for people pleasing, unless you're a miracle person and you're just like, I release everything that hurt me in the past <laughs> and mm-hmm. I am onto bigger and better things. Then that's amazing for you. But, um, therapy helps a lot, I think. And as well as just having people around you who love you and support you for who you are and not what you're expected to be, um, and if you can, just leave those, you know, communities of, of people who are influencing your thoughts and opinions and your beliefs in a way that's not conducive to who you want to be and who you see yourself as, like your true being. So, yeah. I spoke a lot. You did speak a lot. Did you have anything to add? Um, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. and my guest uh, speaker is Arya (laughs) we all know I'm your favorite host people anyways (laughs) if you have the chance to like you know go through this and and you have better tips or you want to share how you've dealt with it like I would love to hear from you Um, you know there's always safe spaces for you to be yourself and I hope that everyone finds that for themselves because at the end of the day, you have the right to be unapologetically you. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're not hurting anybody. And Live your life as if you're the star of your own movie, not just the supporting character. Correct. My mother says that. Yes. Where do you think I heard it? <laughs> um, yeah. And even if your energy is too much for somebody, that's their problem. It's not yours. Uh, you can You can be free. I think your voice is beautiful and it deserves to be heard loud and clear you don't need to hide behind anything any kind of excuses any kind of i don't know like you be true yeah and if you want to ever share something with us we'd love to hear from you in our voice notes on anchor we haven't had one of those in a while yeah we haven't had one of those in a while yeah i mean we have yeah and um yeah we look forward to just sharing another weekly dose of conversations with you yeah and if you're one of our average listeners say hi to us send us a (laughs) message or something yeah we don't have enough uh, engagement from our viewers yeah to be fair we haven't been on social media (laughs) yeah to be fair we haven't been active on social media either but uh yeah this hasn't been like a very like promotional podcast but if you would like you can share with your friends or you can post it on your instagram tell you what what tell you what if somebody who's listening to this right now is actually really interested in social media marketing and all that stuff, contact me. 
and maybe we can <laughs> work out some kind of partnership. Anyway, <laughs> just putting that out there. Sure. And uh, yeah, as always, we hope you have a beautiful, amazing week ahead of you and you get to experience something that makes you 1% better. We send you lots of uh, love. Yes. And bright sunshine, hopefully, with spring here. And yeah, talk to you next week. Have a great one. Ciao. Bye, everyone.